Hi, this is Corey Feldman, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabelle. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabelle. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actor, singer, writer, and producer Corey Feldman. Corey is best known for his 1980s films including The Goonies, Gremlins, The Lost Boys, and Stand By Me. More recently, he's been touring as a musician and his latest single, Without You, reached number 26 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Chart, which is the highest debut of his releases. We talk about his career as both an actor and musician during this episode. Corey, welcome to 5 Questions. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. What was both the hardest and easiest part of being a childhood star? The hardest part was waking up at 5 a.m. I mean, nobody wants to get up at 5 a.m., right? Especially when you're a kid and you know that all of your friends don't have to get up for school for like another hour and a half. But you get up and it's pitch black outside. And the first thing they do is take you to the coffee truck. Best part about being a child star is you don't got to go to school. So you do go to school, but you go to school on the set. It's only three hours a day instead of eight hours a day. It's kind of like a much better deal. You get like the shorter amount of time, but you still got to cram in all the work. You just got to cut out all the playtime and the activities and all the stuff that goes in between. But still, to a kid, three hours of school a day sounds a hell of a lot better than eight hours of school a day. Yeah, I'm a morning person, but I'm a 6.30 a.m. morning person, not five, even as an adult. Overall, you're a performer, whether it's music, acting, you can do it all. How has your experience touring as a musician both similar and different than your time as an actor? It's very different in so many ways because it's your show. You're putting on the show. You're deciding what's going to happen live on stage every moment, every night. It's a complete in the moment reality versus something where you're getting direction and where you're being told what to do. When you're on a set, you're being directed with every movement, with every gesture, with every way that you breathe and you phrase, like everything you do is somebody else's vision. It's their idea. They're trying to get you to understand their vision so that, you know, you can do it like them, which I guess is the case if you're just like a member of somebody else's band, but it's your show when you're directing the show and you're putting it together, then it's kind of like a lot more creatively free. So it kind of depends what aspect you're talking about. But, you know, again, from my position where I am now, yes, it's much more freeing and liberating as an artist because you create in the moment. Again, one of the differences is, you know, you work from the moment you get there to the moment you leave and you've got to set up, you got to break down, you've got to meet the fans. So there's all this stuff in between, but it still doesn't feel like it's as much work as standing on a set for 12, 15 or 18 hours a day, where much of the time you have to stand in one place and you have to let them light you and you have to wait to do your scene. And, you know, there's a lot of waiting around, but there's also a lot of standing around. And that doesn't really happen with a live show. You come on, you do your sound check, you're on stage for maybe a half an hour, hour to do your setup and your sound check. And then, you know, however long the show is, but you're dancing around, you're moving around, you're not just standing there. Yeah, the freedom, the control, you know, just over what you do. I think that's a massive difference, right? It's all on you. You know, you can't point to the left or right at the other stars, right? If you don't perform well, it's your fault. There's no one else. And you said you'd be interested in sequels to The Goonies and The Lost Boys. Why do you feel you're ready to return to these movie franchises? And why do you think they're still relevant in today's culture? 
listen, I've already done two sequels to The Lost Boys, so I've been returning and ready to return and doing so for the last several years. You know, we did the first sequel, I think, in 2008, and then we did the second one in 2009. And then we were hoping there would be a third, you know, right on the tail of those two. But instead, they kind of buried it. And then, you know, now they're making a remake or something. And I'm like, no, no, no. Instead of a remake, they need to make, you know, like a really good final sequel that was kind of like the bigger version that should have been in the theaters all along. That's what I'm hoping they do. Kind of like they did with Ghostbusters. When they realized that the remake didn't really do so hot, you know, they went back to the original cast and they made it about them and their story. And I think that's what people want to see from both Lost Boys and a Goonies sequel, if there ever was one. Now with Goonies, that's one that was near and dear to our hearts since the day we wrapped. It was like, when's the sequel start, you know? And we all felt that way. Unfortunately, it's such a magical piece of history that you can't just recreate it seamlessly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't really work that way. It's something where... You've got to have a really brilliant story that really follows up on these characters, that really takes you to a place that everybody's been waiting to go to. You can't half-ass it. It's got to be done the right way. We're hopeful that one day something happens. I have a feeling something will happen. It may not be a sequel, but it may be some form of continuing the story or franchising it in some way. So I think that there's good potential. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment life cycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. In what ways have you used your art to influence positive change in the world and what lasting impact do you want to make? I believe that I've been doing that since I started songwriting. Something that I feel is so important to me as a writer is that every single song that I do has got to have some kind of a message. It's got to be a positive message. It's got to be an important message, something that makes people actually feel and think because, you know, anybody can write basic lyrics to do something that's really interesting, that takes you somewhere, that moves you, that gives you an emotional experience. That's a little bit more tricky. And I think if you can do it well, music is such a great platform to reach people. And so to reach them with a positive message and one that hits them in the heart and soul, there's nothing better than that. That is a true testament to what we do. And I think when you can actually move somebody with your art, it's kind of like you've struck gold, you know, because that's the motive for all artists is to actually reach them. Even if it's hate, you know, you can get people to love you and get people to hate you and then you can get everything in between. And I feel like if you get everything in between, you're not doing it right. You know, you're not getting a reaction. But as long as they love or hate you, you know, you're moving them emotionally with your work. And that's the point. Yeah, I think that's the goal of any artist, painter, or you're an actor, a musician, whatever you do, I think the goal is to make that type of connection with the audience. And what's your best piece of career advice? Always believe in your dreams. That's the main thing. Always believe in your dreams and don't self-destruct. Do you know how many people I know that they believe in their dreams, but then they finally get an opportunity and they do everything they can to mess themselves up. 
I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I've seen it over and over and over. You give somebody an opportunity, you give them a foot in the door, and then they come in and they act a fool. Or, you know, they throw a fit. Or they say, I can't do this, I can't do that. And they just kind of like refuse to do what you ask of them, which is generally probably some simple task that is their job. You see it over and over, either it's before they even make it to the job, or it's right before they go to the job, or it's before, you know, they start work that day, whatever it is. But like, I've seen it so many times, people have this innate ability to really royally screw themselves up when they finally get everything they wanted. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Corey. To follow his journey, you can listen to his new single, Without You, and find him on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, where he shares his appearances, announcements, songs, tour updates, and perspectives. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>